God. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. They scream too much. They scream too much. <laughs> what is this new show? It's new. It's exciting. It's brand new. And immediately unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Our down bitches, our listeners who just happened upon our new artwork, welcome to I I Think Think Not, (laughs) the podcast where Joey Taranto and I are going to be recapping everything. Everything. Every true (laughs) crime TV show you can imagine, we are going to hit it. (laughs) So here we are after giving you 10,000 episodes of Obsessed with Disappeared. Joey and I are bringing you this new show. How do we look? Uh, We're posing. We're posing. (laughs) We're posing. You tell me. So welcome to the ride. If you have been here before, you know who we are. And if you are new, welcome. We love you. And please don't be mad at us. <laughs> are you mad? We're, 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 we're so mad. listen, this is what we're doing, right? We are looking at the campier side of true crime television. Always campy. They'll no, be, well, be everything. True. Yeah. But you know, we decided that like what we did best was our Patreon episode. Yeah. And so we're going to be bringing you everything. It's going to be a new TV show, a new episode every week. We got a list a mile long that you have all sent us and if you are new here and you want to hear something specific give us a dm let us know we are here for you and we're gonna go through some things that maybe we've covered before not redoing episodes but you know maybe we'll go back to snap yeah or see no evil or something like that but anything true crime television is on the table for me and joey to make fun of sorry (laughs) and can we just tell you we have the best community thank you so much for getting on this ride with us, there'll be twists, there'll be turns, there'll be gay stuff. There'll be a woman vomiting on your shoe after you get off the cyclone, <laughs> and it's fine. So, we're so happy you're here. If We're happy you stayed with us. We are so excited to jump into this new show. I think not! Let's get started. The first show we're covering is I Dated a Psycho, Season 1, Episode 3. This tells the story of Mary Kay Beckman and Stephen Lane. Everybody just had a good feeling about him that was exciting. We started talking to each other 20 times a day. Like, okay, this could go somewhere. They're both just really bubbly. You can see a relationship that you know... Looks good, feels good. We definitely hit it off, sexually. It was intense. But intense can sometimes mean danger. Ah! It was like the Jekyll and Hyde thing was going off. She was oblivious to any danger. Any of us could have made that mistake, and it's scary as hell. So here we are in Las Vegas circuit. Okay. I know. Okay. I already know. The first words I know. out of this narrator's mouth. Las Vegas is the best place in the world to get lucky. I don't even know what she's going to say next, but immediately I know she's a damn liar. <laughs> well, she says to get the, lucky. Well, it's not the best place. I mean, maybe to get an STD or like an airborne virus. That's the, what it's the best place for. What? They're too similar. What? Because I wrote down Las Vegas is the best place in the world to get hepatitis it's at <laughs> best. At Okay. Best. <laughs> yeah, she says it's the best place to get lucky. I'm going to go 
to Vegas that that's not true. No. I'm going to go to Vegas betting that no. that's not it's true. It's the best way to get a sinus infection after you've been trapped in a casino with no lights, no direct sunlight, and people smoking cigarettes All everywhere. All day long. She says you can get lucky at the casinos, on the green, I guess that means golf, and in love. I'm going to venture to say that any place that you can opt to get married by a Elvis impersonator yeah. overseen by a drag Dolly Parton, that's not love, that's being a silly goose. But you know what I will say? That's you, just a silly goose yes, You You went over my is. silly goose joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know I love a silly goose. You are my little silly goose. I've been like, I got married in Vegas. I'm like, yes, silly goose. <laughs> but I will say that you can be lucky in Vegas if you're lucky enough to get tickets to a Celine Dion concert there. Uh, I actually did go to Vegas once. I went to Vegas with one of my exes who I was like still like friends with mm -hmm. and on the plane he thought it would be hilarious to draw a mustache with a sharpie on my face. Oh, so he watched yeah, Friends. With permanent... It was Friends. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. But sadly, this hasn't always been the case for real estate agent Mary Kay Beckman. It's 2010 and the death of her long-term boyfriend a year earlier still hurts. I was just regrouping with life and my business. I was starting to get lonely and I was going and, and aimlessly kind of looking for love. I didn't really realize how much she was really suffering from loneliness and, you know, yearning to kind of be with somebody and have some companionship. We hear about Mary Kay Beckman, who is a real estate agent, although it seems like a missed opportunity. She could have just been like, Mary Kay! Oh, yeah. And you know she's I mean? a gorgeous little ginger. She's she so is. cute. And she had a long-term boyfriend who sadly passed in 2009. So after a year, she Mary Kay was like, you know what? It's time to get back in the saddle. Yeah. And her friend Teresa, who's her best friend, is here. We have a clinical psychologist with us, y'all, which is good to have <laughs> doctors and stuff. Let's face it. Where Mary Kay's concerned, the rules have changed. It's a different game than when she had met her first partner. And like most people, I completely ignored her through this episode. Yeah. Dr. Romani Dersvava. So Mary Kay is new in terms of online dating. Do you know what the first online dating website was? Match.com. Yeah, what year? I'm going to guess 2009, 8? Maybe. 1995. Stop it. Yeah, J-Date was in 1997 and E-Harmony was in 2000. Yeah, it wasn't until 2012 with a little-known startup called Tindar. I also love the opening line of people. You know what I mean? Like You always love an opening? Okay, all right. <laughs> no, I love people's like opening line, you know? Like, are you an appendix? I don't know what you do, but I feel like I should take you out. <laughs> Is that a good, that's, that's my new opener. I don't know. That's good. <laughs> the online dating every day is like Christmas morning because you don't know what you're going to open up and what surprise is waiting for you on your computer and who wants to meet you. And a lot of people will say there's a certain seduction in that. Who am I going to meet? Some of the matches are not quite right. I only wanted somebody within a hundred mile radius. I'm allergic to cats, so I knew that I didn't, you know, want somebody that absolutely loved cats. And uh, I didn't want a smoker. Uh, height was important to me, and uh, age was important to me. 
So, yeah, Mary Kay decides to dive into the world of online dating. Lots of vetting. Well, the doctor, who I'm not now I'm questioning those credentials, says that online dating, everything is like Christmas morning. Huh? And I was like, uh, do you, you we- argue with your family? Yeah. Do weird, creepy dudes who don't know the difference between there, there and there show up on your Christmas morning <laughs> wanting to go to pound town? <laughs> Because that's a, that's a weird Christmas morning. <laughs> I mean, I recognize that different people have different definitions, but where are all those guys that are Christmas morning? Well, you know, Mary Kay, listen, she's going to risk it. She's going to risk it for love. But she has some deal breakers. Well, as okay. well she should. First of all, let's just say she goes to the Vegas Strip and takes some pics in that bowl of confusion. Yeah. Posts them on her profile and she's off to the races. And we find out quickly that Mary Kay's kryptonite are cats. She's allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. She can't be with anyone who has cats. Now, Mary Kay, mm-hmm. I'm going to suggest you get some Allegra and a new attitude because cat people are wonderful people. <laughs> oh, okay? you took that personally. That's uh, my swamp talk for the afternoon. Swamp yes, cat people all. Lovely people. No, that was her deal breaker. You have to know your deal breakers are when you're going into the dating world because mine are very specific. Okay. Mine are don't be a man. Yep. And no, I'm not a lesbian. Think about it. I haven't. How's that going for you? Yeah. Yeah. How's it going for you, Ellen? It's great. (laughs) What she wanted to hear was a thumbs up from them. She was like the, the cat thing. Height was important to her. Same girl. And She says she wanted to be within a hundred mile radius. Mary Kay is generous with her gasoline. I want to say that's a wide. You're casting that net wide for you. She is willing to go the extra mile. Yeah, because it's a because it's a hundred miles. We're gonna do this on the first episode of our new show. It's a hundred because it was the extra. Because you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just. Oh God! So many people are like, nope, not for me. Yeah. But there is one guy that catches Mary Kay's eye, Wade Ridley, a professional golf caddy. He's clean cut and easygoing, and she likes what she sees. It was perfect that both of us were just looking for a companion to be able to go eat with or go play golf with. And uh, so we both had the same end goal. We, we, we weren't looking for opposite things. And uh, so it, was, it all just kind of seemed to match. After lots of scrolling, there's a guy that catches Mary Kay's eye, and his name is Wade Ridley, and he's a professional golf caddy. What's that? It's the guys who carry around the sticks and stuff, and they help you. They, like, coach you. It's a good job. I'm just saying I've never golfed a day in my yeah, life. Yeah, they, they say, no, bro, use this a nine putter. Thingamabob. Yeah. I've got 20. Yeah. And so Mary Kay and Wade were both after the same thing, which is companionship, and a lot of their wants lined up and also they have great banter do you mm. watch love island no nick got me into it and they talk about banter we've got obviously we've got they say obviously and obviously. banter a lot no. and like maybe i'm not you know should we might have like nice banter with someone and get his head turned i have 0.00 knowledge of what you're saying i mean but you watch love is blind it's all it's all trash in the same garbage can okay don't you think I, trash is trash i blacked and out. it's like billy porter says you play with trash Trash gets in your eye. (laughs) Okay. Well, so they have a great rapport. They hit it off. They're asking questions, keeping conversation going. That's important. It is important. You know, like questions back and forth. So didn't it seem like they'd sexted a little? The way she talked? Yeah, they definitely flirted. So on September 25th, 2010... 
they have their first date. He asked me if he wanted to pick me up, and I said, no, I'll meet you there, because the, the safety tips say meet them at a public place. And I just told him what I was wearing and what I looked like. Well, of course, we knew what each other looked like from the pictures. It was like, okay. It was almost like you take a deep breath and the weights are lifted off your shoulders. And I think he felt the same way too. We had had so many emails back and forth and asked so many questions. We sat down almost at dinner as if, as if we knew each other. I loved this because he was like, can I pick you up? And she's like, no, I've seen a true crime documentary or two. I'll meet you there. Can I just say that was a red flag for me. It's very weird to me to be like, hey, I know that we're strangers, essentially, but why don't I come pick you up and we'll go to dinner? Babes, I'm not getting in your fucking car. Yeah. I don't know you. Yeah, I'm not getting in your murder van. No, No, absolutely not. You could be a murderer or worse, you could be a Phil Collins fan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not Phil Collins. I can't stand Phil Collins. So take. Is that Phil Collins? No, Phil Collins is, oh, Think twice. Oh, yeah. It's It's just another day for you and me in paradise. I sang that in church. Why? Because it's about homelessness. Oh. So now I'm a bad guy. Yeah. I sang that in church. Okay. Well, I'm a monster. Jesus, just another reason Jesus hates you. Just tick it off. Uh, Honey, I don't have the time. loud gay loudmouth saying, oh, oh, and now he hates people. And now he hates (laughs) Phil Collins. (laughs) Great. Misty456 is going to yes. find another fucking name and give us a one-star review anyway. Sorry, Misty. So when they sit down to their first date, they felt like they knew each other because all the basics had been covered. Yeah. Which is like a cool thing about online dating. Yeah. You can get to know each other and do the like, where'd you go to high school? What'd you major at in college? Well, and you know, the great thing is, is that when they saw each other, they were like, oh, you're, you're really cute. Yeah. Because one thing I have learned, Kyle Post taught me this is when you are navigating the world of grinder, you can count on everyone to be 30% less hot mm-hmm. than their hottest picture. Great. That's and, a we do math here. Yeah. This is a math podcast. Yeah. He was polite. It was great conversation. He was a gentleman. Uh, all in all, it was a great evening. I called one of my girlfriends up on the way home and said, oh my gosh. She seemed to really think that he was a nice guy. You know, he did this and this and this and and uh, we had a good night. For me, that's all that mattered was that she was having fun and she thought he was a, you know, a fun person to hang out with. So Mary Kay calls her girlfriends and she gushes. Yeah. That is such a great phone call to receive. She's like, we hit it off. He was a gentleman. And he was nice and he asked questions. Yeah. Have you ever been out with someone that doesn't ask questions? Yeah, I was with him for 10 years. Yeah, okay. And you know, best friend Teresa, I like Teresa. She is no bullshit. Yeah. And she was like, look, All that mattered to me is my friend was happy. Yeah. And that they were having fun. So a couple days after their first date, Wade texts Mary and is like, hey, what you doing for lunch today? Do you want to grab a bite? And then a couple days later, they're on their third date. Yeah. They walked around Vegas, got hep B. And it was great. And um, and the chemistry was great. She's got hat B. Got hat B. It happens. Oh, jeez. Oh, I can't. What? No, I can't go. Hep B. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. See you later, alligator. Oh, think, think twice. twice. Oh, boy. So she said after a while she wanted more than just dinner and lunch. You know why? Because she wanted to dance in the sheets. She- I love how, like, you can pretty much make anything sound like it's having sex. <laughs> like, it, it's, just, it's just the inflection. It's like, you know, she wanted him to 
give her the beans. <laughs> Without the beans. She wanted him to take the car for a drive. She, wa- <laughs> she wanted him to take her out for sushi. <laughs> <laughs> just so the chemistry's there, and she's thinking like, I found a nice guy. Yeah, there's nice guys still out there. Remember her boyfriend? She was with. They were together a long time, yeah. and so if you're lucky enough to find love once in life, what a call blessing. it a day. Wait, what? What were you gonna say? And that's oh. not what I was gonna say. But if you can find it twice, throw in the towel. What? Okay, what you, you all right? <laughs> So, now remember that Wade is a golf caddy or whatever the shit that is. So, Mary Kay invites Wade to a weekend of golf because she's like, this is a great chance for him to meet my friends and for my friends to be like, that's the test. Thumbs up, babe. That's the test. But getting the acceptance of your friends is a huge step. That's a really, really important thing. And, the, you know, the women were like, okay. Yeah, after the first day, they were like, yeah, he's a good one. And Teresa was like, I've never golfed in my life. And he was like, showing me how to golf. And I thought it was very nice. Yeah, can we raise the bar a little bit? Well, yeah. <laughs> From helping with the golf I swing. I think but, that, you yeah. know, that first day, they wanted to like him because yeah. they could see Mary Kay was excited. And winning over friends is never an easy thing to do do they were they were super happy and so mary Kay was like feeling good on sunday i was feeling comfortable enough to uh, let him come over and and uh, pick me up but when wade arrives mary Kay notices he seems on edge i definitely noticed a difference in his behavior uh that morning and i happened to notice him looking over my shoulder and i was like what are you doing he goes well are you still talking to guys off of the online service and i said My account was compromised. It's shut down. I'm not even talking to anybody on there. And when he shows up, he's a little grumpy. There's a bee in this man's bonnet. Yeah. Not the titty stinging kind, but you know. Mm -hmm. Those titties. Yeah. Dad, why are you bringing up my trauma? Okay, Bobby Lynn, we have a new show now. This is a totally new show. This is not Obsessive Disappeared. People here might not even know who you are. Okay, let me tell you something. Old, new, Bobby Lynn is forever. Okay? I'm like Kay Jeweler. Okay. So for to new listeners that might be here that might have accidentally stumbled on this podcast, we have a woman who is angry. I'm not angry. Okay, and she stops by and she always has something to say. And I'm sorry. You know sorry. what? I have been through a lot. What? I still ain't seen that $143 that got stolen from me when I was behind that cash register. Yeah, she and got four. robbed once and now she just, she shows up a lot. Okay, Bobby Lynn, be nice to the new people, okay? I this is a new show. Not. It's called I Think Not. It's not OWD anymore. You have to knock, actually. I'm going to say you have to knock before you come into the studio now. Oh, I got to knock now? Yeah. How about I knock your head against that floor? Okay. <laughs> I ain't knocking shit. You know. Okay, can you be nice to Mary Kay? She's looking for love. So, Mary Kay is a realtor, and it's the weekend. So, she's getting a bunch of texts, you know, about stuff. Also, she's a private dancer. She was dancing for money. What? <laughs> just do what you want me to do. American Express will do nicely for you. Is that Tina Turner? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Wade gets, like, randomly and aggressively jealous. He's like, are you on that app that we met on? Are you on that dating site? And she's like, no, we're on like a little weekend vacation. Why are you being weird? And This is red flag number two for me. Yeah, and he then was like, can I have your phone? Let me tell you something. 
if someone asked me for my phone, I would ask them if they cut their brain out with a fucking melon baller. <laughs> give you my phone, I will give you my attitude. Yeah, I'll give like, you my foot up your ass. You are going through my phone. And let me tell you something. I've tell anybody I've ever dated, if you go through my phone, we are breaking up. Yeah. Don't you ever go through my phone. It is such a violation. And he kept saying, like, well, if you have nothing to hide, give me your phone. But you can misconstrue anything. Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're looking for something, you're going to find it. I personally think that that is a violation. Yeah. And he would not give up. And good for Mary Kay. She totally stood her ground. Yeah. And he was like, well, uh, the World Series is on. I want to see the score of the game. She's like, bitch, I will look at the fuck up. Who's playing? The Warriors versus the 49ers? Also, like, you I don't have Google your own it. phone. Did you say the what versus the Warriors? Huh? Huh? What? At the club, Wade won't take no for an answer. He was looking through her purse, which I found, we both found very odd. It is odd, but maybe he really is checking the score. Mary Kay's willing to give Wade the benefit of the doubt. Teresa's not so forgiving. I was thinking that he was a weirdo. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We got a cuckoo on our hands over here. He was trying to go through her purse in front of her friends. So that is fucking weird because I'm like, if you are willing to do that, what are you going to be like when you're comfortable? Yeah. That's certifiable. Yeah, and so he was like, you're cheating. You're doing this. No, just kidding. I need to see the score. And Mary Kay was like, I mean, maybe he really wants to see the score. But like, what the fuck do you need her phone for, you fucking Biore strip? Uh, Like, what the fuck? Well, best friend Teresa is like, this dude is a funky turd. Yeah. And I don't like him. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, listen, we've all overlooked a red flag. Yeah. We've all done it. Of course. You put on glasses and they look positively orange. I'm going to tell you, listen to your gut. If your gut is telling you something is wrong, baby, it's because something is wrong. Yeah. Don't ignore your gut, like Oprah says. So now they're done golfing and they all meet for dinner. It's Mary Kay, Wade, best friend Teresa, her husband, and some of Mary Kay's other friends. And they're just chilling. They're chatting. And, oh, I hate this. Wade starts, like, randomly name dropping. The worst. That is so embarrassing. And Teresa's husband was a professional hockey player. And so he starts saying, like, some random people that like he legitimately knows and he's like those are like my frizzles like what are you doing it's weird yeah it's so it's weird also like I cannot stand name dropping baby I don't care that your cousin once bumped into weird Al Yankovic at the McDonald's line at Chicago airport yeah I don't care yeah and then like later in the conversation Mary Kay was talking about a class she wanted to take and Teresa and her husband were like you're a pro you don't need that class like as a compliment and Wade got really defensive and was like don't be rude to her I was like, yeah, you don't do too much. Also, you're reaching really yeah. hard, my guy, because you're the new person. Yeah. You're at new. And meanwhile, Teresa and her husband are, like, kicking each other under the table, like, what in the hell is this dude's problem? Yeah. So, y'all, we have a narcissist on our hands. And Wade gets up and leaves the table expecting Mary Kay to leave with him. Shame, Lee, No, and she's mortified. Mo- oh, she's humiliated. absolutely mortified. 
I've been at dinners where people are like maybe a little drunk or just acting weird. And it's just like everyone's kind of side eyeing each other. Like, yes. is this for real? And good for Mary Kay for not following him. She's no. like, I'm not following that fucking red flag, like leaving a trail of doo doo nonsense. Anyway. So somehow Mary Kay ends up getting a ride home. They're all leaving and she gets a ride with Wade and Wade was pissed. He's like, you embarrass me in front of your friends. No, boo, you embarrassed yourself and you are struggling like a man with no arms at a circle jerk. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, he basically like took all his toys and went home. They drove home in silence. Yeah, and he was like, you embarrassed me. And she's like, I embarrassed you. Yeah, You are a walking embarrassment. Yep. So Mary Kay was like, I have a big day tomorrow. So good night. Yeah. The next morning, Mary Kay starts her day with a scathing email from Wade. He couldn't believe I took my friends over him. And I was just like, where is all this coming from? I'm not choosing any sides. I was very, uh, very hurt. I was very confused. He was just very hurtful. You're a terrible person. I cannot believe um, you used me like this. And I was like, how did I use you? So the next day, Mary Kay gets an email from Wade and he's like livid. You know, he's like, you chose your friends over me. And she's like, what the fuck did I get myself into? And he's spamming her with texts and, and emails. And he's like saying, you used me. And she's just like... This moved way too fast. I need a break. She's trying very hard to be diplomatic. And also, what do we say all the time? Like, someone who has nothing to lose, Mm -hmm. like, don't poke that bear. Yeah. Because they are unpredictable and terrifying. Yeah. And so the doctor is back and basically was like, Wade makes everything personal. Everything was an attack. Everything was like a planned thing. The world is against him. And he just, like, continues to inundate her with, like, the nasty texts, that fragile Fabergé fucking ego. So this is where we understand the, like, no contact. You know, the only way to get out a narcissist out of your life is no contact because any kind of attention even the negative attention feeds the monster yeah and it makes them think that you're that the slightest bit of communication is attention yeah it's like you know don't feed the trolls right when people come for you it's just like even negative attention is attention so she had to go no contact yeah and she does and months go by three months after their last conversation On January 21st, 2011, Mary Kay comes home from dinner with friends. He took an opportunity that evening to go to her house. He bought a steak knife. He hid in her garage. I got out uh, talking on the phone with one hand and the keys to the house in the other. Mary Kay is feeling safe and the opposite is true. He attacked her. And she got attacked. Yeah. She was stabbed 10 times. And the only reason she was stabbed 10 times. And not more. Yeah. Was because the knife broke. Yeah. And then her attacker stomped on her head. She was messed up. Yeah. Bad. And when the ambulance arrived, they were like, there's no way she's going to make it. So immediately she goes into surgery and she was in the ICU 
And her best friend, Teresa, says, I mean, I honestly, I thought about you because if I saw you in that state as your best friend, I, I, I would be capable of murder yeah. at that moment. Absolutely. And Teresa was like, Mary Kay was, first of all, unrecognizable. Yeah. And absolutely, her eyes were open and she was terrified. Mm-hmm. And she had no idea yeah. who attacked her. Yeah. And they asked all of her friends and they were like, who could have done this? Who could have done this? And they're like, no, everybody loves Mary Kay. Oh, what about the creepy golf caddy? What's really astonishing and brutal about this crime is how hands-on it was. It wasn't like he stood at a distance and got a few shots off on her and shot her with a gun. He had to get very close to her in order to attack her with a knife. This was very personal. This wasn't as simple as, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to hurt you. It was, I'm going to mutilate you so you will never be the same person. So it turns out he had been to Phoenix and to find his ex named Stacy Lee. Once Wade found Stacy Lee, he killed her. Turns out she had dumped him a few years prior and Wade couldn't live with it. Yeah, he did not like that. So sadly, after he murdered Stacy, he stole her car and her cell phone, used her cell phone to call Mary Kay's office because he couldn't find an obituary mm-hmm. for Mary Kay. So he's like, I want to see if she's back to work, if she somehow survived this. And once he realized that she survived, he's going back to Vegas. He drives back to Vegas in Stacy's car. Stacy's stolen car, who's now deceased. deceased. Yeah. And so then the cops track the stolen car and he was like, yes, this is Stacy Lee's car. Yes, I killed her. And they were like, okay, book him, Dano. He's like, oh, also, do you want to know stuff about Mary Kay Beckman? I have some information about her, too. Nuts. What? Nuts. So Wade is charged with murder and attempted murder, which attempted murder is murder. Yep. I will die on that hill that if you try and kill someone and it didn't go according to plan, you should still be tried for fucking murder. I agree. And he was also charged for robbery and battery, and he gets 70 years in prison. And Wade says he had, like, monsters in his head. Yes. No, you didn't. You have a fragile ego, and then you wanted to hurt women. That's what you had. So then the doctor was like... And, And sadly, it brings up for some people some of their fears of meeting people in these online spaces that good manners doesn't mean somebody can't be a murderer. Now, this is why people are scared to meet people on the internet. And I was like, no, the sentence should be, this is why people are scared of people. True. It could happen to anyone, anywhere. It could be a stranger. Just because someone has good manners doesn't mean that person can't be a murderer. You know, we, we need to we need to aim a little higher past good manners and good conversation. And also Mary Kay, like, he tricked Mary Kay. Absolutely. He didn't show his true colors till much later on. Yeah, and on October 29th, 2012, he dies by suicide in prison, which is someone's last act of control. That is, yeah. Also, what a terrible way to go. He used a, he smuggled a plastic bag in there to suffocate himself. That is insane. And Mary says online dating is very dangerous. And then she says, I signed up for marriage, not murder. And I'm like, can we skip 
fuck the pleasantries and just have a TV show called I Signed Up for Marriage, Not Murder. <laughs> Mary Kay, you get all producer credit. Yes. We love you. And she seems to be very happy now. And she made a full recovery. Full it's, recovery. And she, it was a miracle. It was a miracle that she made the recovery that she did. I mean, it is amazing. We are so happy she is still here. Yeah. And, and listen, online dating is scary, but so is taking the fucking subway. So is calling an Uber. When you are a person, but you know more so a woman, there's a lot of shit out there that's scary, and it's not just online dating. Yeah, we're all taking calculated risks every single day. So now we're going to skip over to Virginia Beach. Everybody be careful in Virginia Beach. It's a scary place. We had some episodes take place in Virginia Beach. It's chaos over there. But Stephen Lane didn't want to do the online route. He wanted to do the old-fashioned route. Which is getting roofied at a bar. Wow. I'm kidding. It's obviously going to a bar and getting felt up by a random man. Of course. <laughs> I'm joking. You go. Are you okay? You go to a bar to be hit on by men for us to talk to them in order to get drinks. Is this thing on? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Steve Lane looked for it the old-fashioned way in a bar. Virginia Beach is a great town for the young at heart. Steve is a successful pharmaceutical sales rep on weekdays. And on weekends, he enjoys the laid-back beach life. Steve's just the social life of of any interaction. You know, he he knows a lot of people, puts himself out there, he likes to meet people. he's, He's just a fun guy to be around. Now, Steve's friend Ryan is here, and he tells us that Ryan was a social butterfly, loved meeting people, and loved being the life of the party. Yeah, and so they're out one night, and he meets a woman by the name of Sabrina Smith. That sounds like a fake name, It right? does, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and she was the waitress that night. She was a former NFL cheerleader, and all of his friends were like, I mean, she's smoking hot, which is the most important thing. Uh, why do people say smoking hot? I don't know. So hot, she smoked. Yeah. Smoking hot. The smoke was everywhere, so Smoke him if you got him, Smokey Robinson. She was smoking. Smoking hot little blonde. <laughs> what? So they hung out all night and they just, you know, they hit it off. They hit it they off. They were just flirting, hanging out. What if a flowers? No, yeah, they had the waterfall flowers. <laughs> So they started talking on the phone all day, every day. And Steve was like, yeah, we were talking like seven hours a day. About what? A day? What do you have to talk about for seven hours? I'm trying to think if there's anything I could talk about for seven hours at a time. What are you talking about for seven hours? What could you talk about for seven hours? Uh, Reruns of Sex and the City. I could recap all of them. Oh, probably same. Yeah, I mean. uh, But would you want to? No. Of course. I want you to tell me what you want in five minutes, and then part of that needs to be why this couldn't be a text. (laughs) Agree. Yeah. So Steve's like, after a week, I knew. And I'm like, okay. You knew? Yeah. Yeah. You fucking knew. (laughs) But there is a third person involved. Sabrina has a little girl. She was recently separated with her husband. She was a good mom. I mean, she loved her daughter. Uh, she talked about her all the time. She, that was her first priority was her daughter. I felt a good connection with her daughter. We'd cook dinner and just hang out, watch TV, watch movies. We'd go to the beach. It made sense, you know, to see them together. And you can see a relationship that you know looks good, feels good, and it had that feeling to it. So something else important, Sabrina was a mom. And so Steve met her daughter 
That's a big deal. That is a big deal. And and Steve said, like, I could tell how much Sabrina loved her kid. And Steve was like, you know what? I loved her, too. I yeah. connected with her. That's a big fucking deal. Big like, deal. Dating with kids, that's a whole new arena. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's the same with you when somebody comes over and you're like, meet my cats. What if yeah. the cats don't like them? Yeah. I'm sure it's a lot. It's a deal breaker for uh, some people. Yeah. It's just like, it's the cross I bear. So they play house. And the thing is, is they did stuff together. Like they would have dinners and watch movies, go to the beach. It was, everything seemed to be falling in place for them. And they held off on having sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. They wanted to get to know each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. they wanted her divorce to be final. So instead of rushing into something, they actually really took the time to get to know each other and relax into what seems like it'll be a long-term relationship. And they waited until her divorce was final before they were finally intimate with each other. Okay. Yeah. Um, I... I'm, uh, I, I, just, I just would like to sneak in here. Yeah. Um, before I commit to you, yeah. uh, we're going to do what we call a test drive. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make sure that uh, all the gears are right yeah. and oiled up, lubed up. Yeah. The, the brake works because we ta- need the brake. Let me tell you a cautionary tale of a dear friend of mine. Uh-oh. Who waited till they were married? Yes, ma'am. They sure did. And things did not work out. Why not? There was gas in the engine, but it couldn't throttle. Yep. It really happened. Yeah. That's... And it never throttled again. But six months after they meet, Sabrina has to move halfway across the country as part of a child custody agreement after her divorce. For a year, they do the long distance thing. We had our ups and downs because it was a long distance relationship. So it wasn't easy trying to do that. But I'm only there, you know, once every six weeks or once a month or whatever I could do. It was really tough on her. Then they finally catch a break. Steve's offered a promotion that would relocate him to St. Louis. He accepts. Sabrina had to move closer to her daughter's father. Six months later, she was basically forced to move. But you know what? In St. Louis. Yeah, she had to move to St. Louis. But guess what? What? I love long distance. I love it. You're such a liar. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, you no. love long distance? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Because you don't want nobody's toe. You don't want no man toes in your bed. Yeah, I want to hang out with you for a really fun couple of days, do all the stuff that makes us feel good mm-hmm. inside and outside of the bedroom, uh-huh. and then I want you to go away for a while. <laughs> and then I want to hang out with my friends. Yeah. I want to sleep in my bed how I like to. I want to pee in the shower if I want to. You can't pee in the shower when somebody's in your house? I'm not a big peer in the shower person, but like, I'm just saying, like, I like you here, and but I'm more I like you going away. You know what? Listen, I appreciate that sentiment. Because I do. with my ex, who I was with for a long time, he had to leave, yeah. you know, for like two months at a time for I work. Was there. Yeah. And it was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I missed him a lot, and I loved him, but it was nice to have the place to myself. And then, you know, it makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. I like long distance. Okay. So I also am broken. Then they finally catch a break. Steve's offered a promotion that would relocate him to St. Louis. He accepts. For me, it was it was definitely a commitment because I'm leaving my family, my friends, what I was used to. I'd lived there my whole life, but I wanted to pick up a move because I thought it was the right thing to do. But then Steve gets a promotion and he can relocate to St. Louis to be with Sabrina and her daughter. This is a big deal. Yeah, he didn't want to lose a good thing. And they had been doing long distance for a year. That sounds glorious. Ugh. So now he's like, I'm going to buy a house. I want to provide for my new family. I mean, he really did take on the role of provider. That's what he yeah. wanted to do. And she was like, oh, I got 12 k in debt. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to settle it. Yep. We're going to settle that debt for you. What? She wasn't paying for any of her bills. He was paying all of her bills. Yeah. He literally 
the utilities, the rent, like there is, you know, some people think that's like what their worth is, you know, providing or taking care of somebody. That's a lot to take on. That's a lot. In Steve's head, he felt like his behaviors, his actions, his intentions, really he was a family man and he was going to do the right thing as men are told in our society to be providers. And he was seeing through that obligation. I don't think I love anybody enough to do that. Maybe yeah. my mama. Yeah. I mean, I'll order you DoorDash every once in a while, but yeah. I'm not paying for your fucking electric. No. No. Here's some socks I bought you. Yeah. Here's Good a, luck with your phone bill. Here's a gift card to the Cheesecake Factory. Like that that'll, that'll get you half an app. You know? I still haven't been to the Cheesecake Factory. That is so weird to Take me. me. He's totally there for her. But when he meets her friends for the first time, he's in for a surprise. Her friends really didn't know anything about me or that she had a boyfriend or, or knew anything about me personally. So I kind of got the vibe that nobody had talked about me and she didn't let anybody know that she had a boyfriend, which I found kind of shocking. I would have thought she would have told all her friends about me and that we had been dating and she was happy that I lived there. But now it comes time, big thing again, to meet Sabrina's friends. Yeah. And guess what, y'all? <gasps> they all show up and they'll, they'll take one look at Steve and they're like, who are you? Yeah. They had no fucking clue they who knew Steve was. nothing. She never told them about Steve. Yeah, he was like, hey, I moved here for her. We've been dating. I'm basically her kid's stepdad. I got her out of debt. I pay her rent. I pay her gas and electric. I pay her cable and her streaming services. You mean you don't know who I am? What's bigger than a red flag? Oh, I don't even know. I would be so taken aback if that happened to me. Well, and she was like, oh, my God, my friends are being such silly gooses. They're just joking. And he's like, I left everything and everyone I know. And you didn't tell Jorana and Betty Lou that, like, we're shacking up together. Not Betty Lou. I don't know. So Steve started to make his title of provider kind of like work for him. Remember, he was paying her phone bill. And so one day he decided to look a little bit closer at it mm. and he noticed a ton of calls and texts mm -hmm. to the same number. Honey, I think honey, not. I think not. No. Get yeah. Because guess what? Everyone lean in real close to your radio, mm -hmm. to your radio, uh -huh. wherever you're listening uh -huh. to us. It's always the cell phone. It's always the self phone. Yep. Baby, if Beyonce can catch Jay-Z cheating on the fucking cell phone, nobody stands a chance. Nobody's safe. So he's like, well, what do I do? Because, you know, he doesn't want to come off as like the jealous Snoopy boyfriend. That's always the thing. Have you ever caught anybody telling a lie or cheating in the phone or something that you snooped for? No. Oh, well, you're not better than me. Okay. But um, I have. And that's part of it. Being like, well, I can't say like I logged into your email when you didn't log out of it. Right. So how do I know this information? Okay, fine. I logged into your email when you didn't <laughs> log out of it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> So one day he goes to meet Sabrina and some of her friends to watch a game at a bar and have a few drinks. I walk in. I'd only been there maybe five minutes. I went to get a drink, started talking to some of her friends that I'd met and met one of her friends that, you know, she worked with. We we're all t hanging out talking. Uh, then she walked over and assumed that I was trying to pick her up or, you know, I don't know exactly what was going on in her head. She basically turned me around and said, what are you trying to do? Pick her up and hit me with a beer bottle. Everybody in the bar was completely floored by what she did, including myself. And she goes over there and she's like, are you trying to pick up my coworker? And he's like, 
are you fucking serious right now? And so Sabrina does the normal thing and she's like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. It makes me uncomfortable. Let's, can we just like go outside and mm-hmm. talk about it? Yeah. Just kidding. She cracks him over the head with a beer bottle. Yeah. In front of everyone. The projecting. So he's stunned and bleeding and he's like, what is happening? They've been together for three years yeah. at this point. And he's like, okay, I guess you should move out. And then she says no. <laughs> well, the man had a black eye, a broken orbital bone, and his best friend Ryan was the one who was like, bro, you got to get out of this. And then she's like, no, I'm not leaving. Yeah. He's no. like, babe, I own the house. Yeah. Check the deed. Because here's the thing. I think this is when it really started to dawn on him that he's like, I've paid all the bills. Yeah. I have made her life very comfortable. Yeah. I think I'm being played. Yeah. I would feel very uncomfortable with letting somebody take care of me to that level. Same, because then I feel like I owe them. Yeah. I don't want anyone to take care of me. I mean, you and I are very similar this way. I'm like, I got me. You worry about you. Yeah. So Steve has a plan. So he's like, cool, I'm going to leave town. So Sabrina goes to work. Mm, he doesn't leave town. He goes and gets a restraining yep. order. And then Steve's like, swings by Home Depot, gets some moving boxes, pours all of her Beelzebub shit in a box, and moves her out. And he's like, oh, I'll do you one better. Also, let's call and see who's on the other end of that phone number that showed up 684 times on your fucking phone bell. Honey, it was a big old get behind. Me, Beelzebub. Yeah. Because the man that answered, guess what? Turns out she had been dating the guy for a year or a year and a half before I even moved there. You know, he had no idea. And I traveled a lot so she could go hang out with him when I wasn't there. It was a man she'd been dating for a whole ass year. Yeah. He's like, hello, who's this? He's like, hello, who's this? This is Sabrina's boyfriend. This is Sabrina's boyfriend. And they're like that Spider-Man. They're like, And But they didn't freak out. They joined forces. I said, hey, I, I know she's been lying to you. She's been lying to me. I don't have anything against you because obviously it's not your fault. You know, it's not my fault either. I said, but if you want to come over and talk about it, we'll talk about it. It was a Friday afternoon, so I knew she was at work till five o'clock. Because I've changed the locks, she had to come around back to get the spare key. I kind of set her up. The only thing I would have changed about the plan would be to take a picture when she walked around the corner. Because that would have been the best thing I could have possibly done. The look on her face was pretty priceless. They hatched a plan, so he's like, dude, she won't be home from work until 5 p.m. She thinks I'm out of town, and she'll see the two of us at the table. Tell them what happens, Ellen. So then she walks up with another dude. Yep. Contestant number three! Dude number three. And that guy is like, hey, uh, who are these guys? And they're both like, her boyfriend, like at the same time. And he's like, well, I'm the boyfriend. That's the boyfriend's boyfriend. Look, we're not together. It's not gay stuff. No, 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 no. We're all her. Okay. We're all having sex with Sabrina. And she was like, busy. Hey, Sabrina. So anyway, Sabrina is caught. And Steve says, you're an asshole. Here's your restraining order. And then he calls the cops to have her removed from his property, which they do. Yeah. And he is like, take out the trash. (laughs) And so the cops come. They've escorted her. And then she's allowed to come back for her things. And listen, when you corner a rat, honey, they do not like that. I will chew through you. Yeah, I will chew through your eyelids. (laughs) Don't you, you won't slow blink at me again, will you? The next day, Sabrina comes back to get her things. She completely flipped out on me, got mad, 
and then started screaming at me. She told me that she would, you know, come into my house and slit my throat when I was sleeping. And I was like, I can't believe you're saying this in front of your daughter. She said it in a rage. And I, you know, was she going to follow through with it? I don't know. Was she going to tell one of her boyfriends to do it? Maybe. So I don't, you know, I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. She got got. Steve played the game. He got the instruction manual. He watched a YouTube tutorial. He came back bigger and stronger, and he played her at her own fucking game. So she flips out when she comes to get her shit. She's screaming at Steve, and she's like, I'm going to murder you in your sleep. And she says this in front of her kid. I think not. Now, Steve is like, literally. Now, Steve doesn't know what she's capable of, and he ain't going to wait around to find out. And when he takes her to court for the money that he gave her, and he's like, I mean, it made me look at people a different way. I was like, I should say so. I'm sure. And you know what? The judge ruled in favor of Steve. Like, he got all that money back. I mean, it really, it, you, listen, you never know a person. Who are you? <laughs> You what just, are you doing here? What are you doing here? How'd you who, get here? Who gave you this show? What who, do you do with my microphone? That's my who microphone. Who are you really? Did you pay for that microphone? No, did you pay for that microphone? I paid for this microphone. Did you pay for that you microphone? You didn't pay for that microphone. Did you pay for that ring light? What about that headphones what, on your head? What about that stupid sweatshirt you're wearing? What about those you gonna new boobs? you going to choke me with that sweat? What about those new boobs? You paid for those? These aren't new boobs. <laughs> This is a real cautionary tale for a lot of men out there. When they feel like the girlfriend's getting a little bit too expensive, she probably is. Anyway, <laughs> but Stephen is safe and he is happy. He is happily single. Happily, happily single, honey. There is such a thing, but he is still in Virginia Beach. We wish them nothing but the best. That is our inaugural episode <laughs> of I Think Not. Some might be darker. Listen, it's just a bunch of wacky people trying to find love on this one. But remember, we're going to have a whole new series next week. New series, new episode. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel after I our feel first great. episode? I feel great. It's like, you know, I get to do what I love with my best bud. Best bud? Can you just let me have this? I mean, that's just like, that's like the weird. That's, that's a, that... It's not weird. It's not weird, Ellen. You're making it weird. Do you want to say something funny? I feel like you should. Well, I'm just going to say this. For all of y'all who are like, I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till I'm married. Test drive the ding Yeah, test drive it, because if you drive it off the lot and the parking brake gets stuck, you are responsible. And the to, fifth gear and will. And you will have to take it to the mechanic. And then it gets haunted and, and you have it, a haunted car. And then it's not covered by insurance. No. Just. We don't. Just have sex. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> We're all going to die. Anyway. <laughs> Again, if you are a returning down bitch, we love you. Hello. If you are new to the podcast, I I, I get your head well, examined. I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, welcome to uh, the, the circus. Buckle up. Welcome to the circus, baby. I hope you got ringside seats. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on social media at I Think Not Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you want more of our content, you can go find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash I think not. And listen up. If you were already following us at the Disappeared Pod across all channels, you don't have to do a damn thing. It's all there. You can scroll all the nonsense deep into the night. And then TikTok comes up as like, hey, you've been scrolling for a little while. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, TikTok. You don't know me. <laughs> I think they do. But find us there. 
<laughs> All right, we love you, Joe Bitches. We love you, and I love you, Yellow Mars. Love you, Joey. Bye. Bye. So after their divorce, uh, Stephen decided to move closer. But wait, oh, sorry, sorry, but sorry. after their divorce, they decided to. Pl- that's when they decided to play the age-old game of, hey, let's dip the ding-dong. Yeah, they played let's dip the ding-dong. <laughs> I've never online dated. Does Grindr count? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> she wanted him to show her the steeple. Yeah. <laughs> what? She wanted to buy some white Blake jeans. <laughs> yeah, you know what we're not doing today? We're not going to be shoving your dingling in like a magician's handkerchief. That's not what, yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> we ain't doing that. Everybody, you do you. But that's what they decided to do. By the way, if you're new here, Joey was just in a Judd Apatow movie called Bros. Uh, he's a famous movie star, and now really. he's here. It's called Jumping the Shark, Joey. Get used to it. <laughs> Bobby Lynn, you can go. I'm not ready to go yet. Yeah. I got something to say. What? All you new listeners, let me tell you something. You woman sitting across from me, she's strong. Okay? She's strong. He's a tough woman. But she is ugly. <laughs> 